1: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.
2: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Trades News in a Nutshell. It is Tuesday morning, the 20th of September 2022. Good to be back with you. Daniel Pedro in the chair broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. SCN Q693 AM in Queensland and SCN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast 1300 01 1170, our phone number. Or you can text 0457 736 736 here for the next hour before breakfast with Fossey and Brandy through SCN 1170 AM in Sydney. Padden Hills through SCN q Q693 AM and SCN 1620 AM. Good to be back with you. Wasn't here yesterday, of course, with the NFL. So my first chance to speak to you after an epic weekend of sport. We'll talk about that. And that's just really Uh, the encore to what is going to happen over the next couple of weekends. So we'll discuss that in a little bit, plus a lot of the news of the day. We're also, in about 10 or 15 minutes, going to have a chat with Chris Perkins in America, get the latest out of America after another big weekend. And Jonathan Gallo, our EPL expert, will join us in about half an hour. Of course, there was English Premier League back on last weekend, not uh, as m- many games as uh, we would have liked, with a few postponed due to the Queen's funeral overnight. But uh, good to have the football back on anyway. So plenty to get through. 1-300-01-1170, our phone number. Or you can text 0457-736-736.
0: The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem.
2: Yeah, at two past five, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Just before we get to some of the issues of the day on this Tuesday morning, uh, just my take on the weekend of sport, how good was it? I thought the rugby league games, and well done uh, to the Parramatta Eels. That was a very, very convincing uh, win on Friday night. And South Sydney on Saturday, much the same against, I thought, a pretty disappointing Cronulla Sharks I said leading into the final series uh, when we were having a chat with Charlie and a couple of times throughout uh, the, series, uh, the final series as well and the lead up uh, to the final series is the one thing I was slightly concerned about with the Sharks was their draw leading into the finals. Um, I don't think they played a top eight team within four or five weeks of the finals. Now, a lot of the top eight sides, uh, including some of the ones that are still there, had a really tough run leading into the finals, didn't they? And that can sometimes be a bad thing as well. I think you want a mixture of what a team like South Sydney, Parramatta, the Roosters even had, Melbourne had, and what Cronulla had. You don't want it all uh, one way. I would be interested, though, Sharks fans, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 your take on your year, I mean, much improved over last year, and you were only a well, couple of points away. From, and only really 30 seconds away from moving to week three of the finals in that game against the Cowboys a couple of weekends ago. So you weren't that far off. But, gee, I thought South Sydney looked good. Um, Latrell Mitchell, very, very good. And they had played Penrith this weekend. Penrith, obviously, favourites. Grand final rematch. But um, I think if Penrith, and I'm sure they may have been, Penrith were watching that game on Saturday, I think they would have much preferred the Sharks win than Souths. So, we'll talk about it a bit later on in the week, but I just wonder if Penrith... Well, they won't be nervous, but I think if there's a team in the competition that... Well, I think if there's two teams in the competition that could beat them, it's Souths and Parramatta. And Parramatta, of course, playing North Queensland on Friday night for a chance to go through to the grand final. Your thoughts on the weekend of sport? And just from a Sydney point of view, just quickly, and I understand we're broadcasting into Queensland, but... I was out and about on Saturday. Of course, we had the races at Randwick. We had the AFL game at the SCG, and there's news about Buddy Franklin as well, which we'll get to shortly. Um, and then we had the NRL. Um, from all reports, getting in and out of Allianz Stadium and the SCG through light rail was all right. But even if you weren't at the game, the city was very, very busy. It was pumping. It was good to see probably the busiest day of sport in Sydney for a very long time, uh, at least since COVID began. So, if you were out at any of those games, uh, if you have any feedback on how it all worked, could it be done again? I think there were no real issues. you have got a lot coming up in the next month. Of course, the Everest. We've got uh, NRL games this weekend, although not at Moore Park. But oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Your take on this weekend sport and who out of the four NRL teams left, which one do you think is? Go to win the competition? Which one is most likely? Now, most people are going to say Penrith, but I'm sure there'll be a few people that think maybe Penrith won't win it. Out of the four teams, Cowboys, Parramatta, Penrith and Souths, who's the most likely to win it? And if you think Penrith, who's the most likely to upset Penrith? Who's the most likely to maybe go on and win it other than Penrith? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Now, some of the news of the day, it is interesting, Latrell Mitchell has been in the news a lot over the past three or four weeks, really ever since leading into that first Roosters game at Arlington Stadium on the Friday night to open the stadium. Well, we know uh, he is um, a very good player. Now, hasn't actually played, apart from this year, apart from the two finals games so far this year, hasn't played a finals for South Sydney before this year, but he has won eight of his past nine finals are heading into Saturday night's preliminary final. Uh, and seven of those in a row. In the NRL era, only Melbourne and Sydney Roosters half, Cooper Cronk, has won more finals in succession. Nine on the trot from 2017 to 2019. Now Mitchell can match Cronk if he leads south to a premiership this season. Uh, finals clutch players. Now, admittedly, Latrell Mitchell was in that Roosters side that did go back-to-back in 2018 and 2019. But that's still an impressive feat. Uh, Eight out of his last nine finals, seven in a row, he has won. I saw a bit of criticism of Latrell Mitchell on social media yesterday um, about how many meters he ran, uh, both against the Roosters and also um, last weekend as well against the Cronulla Sharks. What? Whilst that may well be true, the impact he has when he does have the ball, and we saw that a couple of weeks ago, we saw it again last week, and I think as well one of the criticisms of Souths, and probably rightly so, uh, during the beginning of the year, was not Latrell Mitchell. We Latrell Mitchell was out for eleven weeks or something like that it was Cody Walker I thought Cody Walker at the beginning of the year clearly you could see he was missing Adam Reynolds but he's come into his own especially since Latrell Mitchell has been back over the past five or six weeks you can see that combination working really really well so who's your finals clutch players of all time doesn't have to be um, your clutch players in this year's series Uh, feel free to nominate them but when you look back at final series of the past who's a player that has really stood up for your team and led you maybe all the way to the grand final, maybe to the premiership. Your finals clutch players of all time, 0457, Your best finals players of all time, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. As I say, uh, Latrell Mitchell can match Cooper Cronk, but that he uh, would in terms of uh, success in a final series. But he has to get over Penrith, and then if they are to beat Penrith, beat whoever. Whether it be Parramatta or the Cowboys the week after, but the best finals players of all time, who stood up in those pressure moments? You know these players, Jonathan Thurston's probably one that really stands out in that 2015 grand final against Brisbane. Your best finals players, the ones that really stood up under pressure 0457, 736736 or one 01170. Now, Parramatta fans, there's been a lot made. Not just uh, last last week leading into uh, the game on Friday night. But a lot made about coach Brad Arthur and the pressure that he has been on. Now, former NRL legend Roy Simmons, um, of course, won competition with Penrith, played for New South Wales and Australia, urged Arthur to enter coaching more than 25 years ago. After the telling the young Locke he was too small and slow for a sustained first grade career. Arthur and his coaching record continue to attract criticism, but Simmons has come forward to defend Parramatta's coach ahead of the game on uh, Saturday night, on Friday night, sorry. Um, And he says it's embarrassing uh, for the idiots who don't know what they're talking about. He deserves credit and shouldn't be getting any of the stuff he cops. I can't get my head around how people criticize him. He gets Parramatta to the finals every year. The people criticizing him just don't understand. They are so far off the mark, it's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing for Brad, it's embarrassing for them. I get so disappointed that so many people don't appreciate the uh, professionalism, ability and knowledge this bloke has 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 as a coach. There would be a lot of coaches who would like the same record as Brad. He has a good side, but it doesn't have 100 Australian or New South Wales reps playing. He does a fantastic job. He is honest, fair dinkum and a good person. And his son, Jake, is an outstanding player. The criticism Brad gets for giving his son an opportunity, I don't know how he handles it. <laughs> he also goes on to say, I would have knocked about 20 people out. Um, para fans and NRL fans generally, Brad Arthur. So the Eels through to a preliminary final, which, yes, is one more step than they've taken over the past few years. And I give them a big shot on Friday night in North Queensland against the North Queensland Cowboys if they come and play like they did the other night against the Canberra Raiders. Um, How do you feel about Brett Arthur? Do you think he has secured himself another year simply by taking Parramatta to the preliminary final? Is it possible um, that he was always going to be around for another year? Or up there, a section of Parramatta fans that still are looking for a change. I noticed Arthur, uh, uh, Braython sorry, said last night on NRL 360 that he believes this is Parramatta's chance when you look at the players that are going to be leaving the Eels at the end of the year, including Reed Marnie um, and a host of others as well, he believes that if the Parramatta Eels do not win the competition this year, that's their premiership window closed. Which, if that is true, and that remains to be seen, we obviously don't know what's going to happen over the course of the next fortnight, and we don't know what's going to happen over the next couple of years. But that just puts more pressure, I think, on... Brad Arthur, I think he has probably done enough now um, this year, taking them to the preliminary final, that he will be there next year. But Para fans, 0457-736-736 or 1170 you happy with Brad Arthur as your coach at the Parramatta Reels? I don't really uh, see a huge um, issue with Brad Arthur. I think he's done well. Yes, every team uh, wants to win a premiership, and, of course, that's where he's... Uh, so legacy of the Eels will stand. But I think in all honesty, he's doing a pretty good job. Um, and again, I give them a huge shot on uh, Friday night against the North Queensland Cowboys. But Parramatta fans, you'd know more than me. 0457 736, 736 or 1300 01 1170. Um, Are you happy with Brad Arthur um, to be coach of your club for another couple of years or... If they don't win the competition this year, do you think it is time for a change? 0457 736 736 or 1300 1, 011170. And one more before a break. Uh, scrolling Twitter last night, about 8 o'clock last night, there was a, a lot going on in the world at that time. And I came across this statement from the Sydney Swans saying uh, the following statement was released today by Lance Franklin via the Sydney Swans Football Club located in Sydney, New South Wales, Australia. In response to questions about his future career plans, one more. And then it says ends. So, yes, it looks like he's going to be staying for another year. Buddy Franklin signed on for one more year. Of course, the Swans in the grand final. We'll talk more about that tomorrow uh, with Matty Cox when we have our usual Wednesday chat but it does seem like his stalemate is over with the Ford signing a one-year extension on the eve of his sixth AFL Grand Final. Now, it is a bit of a bombshell announcement because there's been months of speculation that Franklin could retire or play for another club next season after he felt he was being lowballed by the Swans. Now, it was revealed back in July, Swans' contract offer of about $500,000 had left Franklin contemplating his future. That pay packet would have been more than a 50% pay cut on what Franklin is earning this season. And he was believed to be asking for closer to $800,000. Uh, Franklin Park contract talks until the end of their season, which Swans Chief Executive Tom Harley said this month was a smart decision. But there has been a major breakthrough in what shapes as a major boost as the Swans plot to win their third premiership this century. The timing it also removes all speculation that the grand final against Geelong could be the last time... Lance Franklin, Buddy Franklin graces a football field. So that is really good news for the Sydney Swans. Buddy Franklin around for another year. Of course, uh, all eyes on the MCG on Saturday afternoon for that game against Geelong, the grand final. But Swans fans, are you happy with that? Um, Are you happy he's going to be going around one more year? Even though, look, I don't watch every game of AFL. Even if he is past his absolute best, he's still a very, very important figure, I'd think, to that swans team um you can't you can't replace experience you can't replace having someone like that around uh, the club and you could see how much he was loved on saturday night and that thriller against collingwood so you happy with that swans fans oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy brad arthur would you like him uh, to remain at the Parramatta Eels or Parramatta fans if you don't win the comp this year does he go Oh four five seven. Do you want to change? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. And with the four NRL teams remaining in this year's competition, if it's not Penrith, because I know most people are going to say Penrith, so if it's not Penrith, who will it be? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. A couple of texts there. I'll get to them in a second. Also, we're gonna to chat to Chris Perkins in the USA. We'll do it next. It's quarter past five. This is Tradies News in a nutshell. 20 past five still to come a bit later on in about 10 or 15 minutes. We'll have a chat with Jonathan Gallo, wrap up the round of the English Premier League. A couple of texts there. i will get to them shortly. Asking you uh, your best finals player of all time on the back of the trail, Mitchell having won eight out of nine and seven uh, wins in a row. Uh, if not Penrith, who is going to win the NRL this year? Can a team upset Penrith in the last couple of weeks of the season? Sydney Swans fans, are you happy that Buddy Franklin's going to sign for another year? And Parramatta fans, if Brad Arthur does not win the competition this year... Do you want change or do you think the pressure on him is unfair? O four five seven seven three six seven three six or 1300 one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Meantime, let's cross to America now. We do it for Makita. Don't forget this season Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. Chris Perkins is on the line. Chris, a very good morning to you. Where do we find you today?
0: Well, you find me out in the mountains of Virginia, uh, hauling a load of, of all things
2: hummus. Hummus. Very yeah, nice, hummus. very nice. You haven't it, eat, have you I've had any I've never had hummus. Have you never had uh, it? No, I've never had hummus. Oh. No. Well, you're missing out. has got uh, To be fair though, Chris, I'd never had it up until about a couple of years ago, and I quite like it now. I would. I would recommend you stop on your uh, drive and um, have one. Just, just have a bit of one. Just take some bread and have mm. some. No.
0: But uh, I, I may have to pass on that. Okay um, all
2: right, fair enough. fair enough. You should you should try it. Uh, live, live a little. Uh, now uh, let's get on to <laughs> let's get on to the uh, sport, another big weekend in sport and let's start off with Miami.
0: Well let's start off let's just generalize about the NFL mm. first of all. Uh, week two. Uh, the NFL last year we had this trend. So the NFL would have weeks where they were drunk, where it was drunk, okay? <laughs> yes. And, and that's kind of what yesterday was in, in the NFL. I'm not talking you go out with your mates, have have one too many, and wake up the next morning with a bit of a headache. No, mm. so I am talking shirtless, dancing on tables, your friends take your keys away, and you wake up hugging the toilet drunk. That's yes. what yesterday was. Yeah, Miami. Okay. Big hangover Baltimore, today.
1: Yeah. 20-
0: 20, yeah, big hangover today. Uh, Well, a lot of celebrating last night for a lot of teams who didn't expect a win or sorrows uh, for teams that lost. But yeah, Baltimore, 21 points up Mm. at three quarter time on Miami. Game is over. Lamar Jackson looked great. Three touchdowns, ran a 79 yard touchdown himself. Uh, One of the longest runs ever by a quarterback. I don't know where it ranks on the list, but. Fairly high. You don't get a lot of quarterbacks running that far on one play. Um, game's over. No, 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 no. Tua Tagovailoa, he happened. Now, here's your, hot, here's your Tuesday morning hot take. Mm. Tom Brady is the third best yeah. pro quarterback in the state of Florida. He's got two touchdowns in two games, averaged 200 yards per game. Tua yesterday, 199 yards and four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. For Miami yesterday, he went absolutely off. Tyreek Hill, 190 receiving yards. Uh, Jalen Waddle, 170 receiving yards, and the uh, the Dolphins came all the way back, outscored Baltimore
2: 28-3 in the fourth, 142 to 38. That's just where the crazy started. It's a big call about Tom Brady, the third best quarterback in Florida at the moment. Really. Well, I, I, listen, Trevor
0: Lawrence, for Jacksonville yesterday, a couple of touchdown passes, 24 nothing Jags win over Indianapolis, an AFC South rival. Mm. Yeah, I, I'll admit that's a Tuesday morning hot take for you, but I can back it up. I mean, Tom Brady's almost thrown as many Microsoft Surface tablets as he has touchdown passes this year.
2: I have a feeling he'll come good Chris i just have that funny feeling he'll, <laughs> he'll come good i do too uh now what's uh, what's this about the 49 ers how are they traveling
0: uh well they they are thankful for their general manager mm. not making a move sometimes you, you the best move is not to make one and that's what the 49ers did this offseason all off season we've been talking hearing about Jimmy Garoppolo being traded, being cut, because they were giving the keys to the Ferrari to Trey Lance. Mm. They kept Jimmy Garoppolo. They, re- they gave him a one-year, $6.5 million contract and said, we want you around as the backup, and after this year, we will let you go on your way. No franchise tag, no nothing like that. It was their insurance policy. Mm. Guess what? The 49ers get to, are going to cash that insurance mm. policy in. Trey Lance yesterday, 3 nothing late in the first quarter, Niners lead. Runs up the middle, gets tackled awkwardly, and it looked like he put his foot on backwards.
2: Ooh. Uh, yes, I did ankle, see pictures Trey of Lance. this, actually. It looked awful. Awful.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, I have not. I... I uh, intentionally look away from injuries like that when I know they're happening when I, when I know what they're gonna show because I was traumatized by Joe Theismann's broken leg when I was eight. Yeah. Okay. so I don't watch those injuries. I knew what was coming. but no, Trey Lance he's gonna have to have surgery done for the year. So instead the 49ers instead of the 49ers turning their team that may be Super Bowl ready, over to a backup that we don't have a clue about they're handing it over to Jimmy Garoppolo a man who has taken the the 49ers to NFC championship games and a Super Bowl game they're going to give him the the Ferrari back Mm. the keys back to the Ferrari this team that may be ready for another run to the Super Bowl they're going to have their veteran quarterback running the show for the rest of the year and Wow, if they do make that run, make a run all the way, what the heck do the 49ers do next off season? Because it's going to be an even bigger bet.
2: Always good to have a backup, though, um, Chris. Always it, good it is. If you can afford it and uh, there's someone around, it's always it's always a good idea to have an insurance policy. Shame you can't have an insurance policy on every single player. Now, that would make uh, sport a lot easier uh, to watch. Uh, now, Cleveland, they've collapsed.
0: Oh the yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland, well, they're Cleveland, okay? They 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 just seem so snake bit. Got a nice playoff run a couple of years ago. Last year, difficulties. They get rid of their quarterback. They bring in the new one who now is suspended. Now they're working with a backup, and they were a minute and fifty-five seconds away from being, from from picking up a victory yesterday, okay? Uh. They were this close. They and the worst thing that could have happened. Nick Chubb scored a touchdown, okay, with a minute 55 to go to put the Browns up 30-17, to okay? The Jets had no timeouts. Had he just gone down on the one-yard line or run out of bounds, the game would have ended. The Jets would have had no chance. The the Browns would have taken three knees, run the clock out. Instead, Chubb goes into the end zone, gets a touchdown. Okay, not a big deal. You're 13-up at the two-minute warning. Uh. Problem was, Joe Flacco became Joe Montana in the last two minutes. 66 yard touchdown pass to uh, Corey Davis with a minute 22 left, made it 30 24. Oh, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention Mm. Cade York, who hit the 58 yard game winner last week, missed the extra point. That turned out to be rather important. So, 30 24. Everybody knows what the Browns are, or what the Jets are going to do. They're going to do the onside kick, hope for a miracle. Somebody answered, God answered the prayers. The football uh-huh. gods answered the prayers of Jets fans. They recovered the onside kick. Flacco gets the ball back, takes him down the field. 22 seconds left, 15-yard touchdown pass to Garrett Wilson. Extra point for the Jets was Good. And the Jets walk out with a thirty-one to thirty victory.
2: What a game! What in a...
0: heartbreaking fashion uh, to, the, to the Browns.
2: Well, yeah, bad for bad for the Browns, uh, but a great game. And uh, I want to ask you something else, just away from uh, NFL, just in a second, just mm. in regards to tennis. Which is very quickly, uh, what's this about uh, Georgia?
0: Oh yeah, uh, the uh, Georgia Bulldogs—they're number one. They're na- defending national champions. Mm. The talk in the offseason was they've got to take a step back. They had fifteen guys drafted mm. to NFL teams, including eight starting defenders. So you figured, okay, Georgia—they're going to take a step back. They may be gettable. No way they're going to repeat. Mm. How about this? Uh, their first three games this year—all the way, by the way, three wins—they uh, have outscored their opposition one hundred thirty to ten. Cool. They beat South Carolina last uh, on Saturday. 48-7, to seven. Uh, and South Carolina is a team that a lot of people thought may have a pretty good season, may make a little bit of noise in, in the Southeastern Conference. They wouldn't make the SEC Championship game, but thought they'd make a little noise. Georgia, that defense, holy cow, they look better than they did last year, and that is a Scary proposition.
2: Very scary, indeed. Uh, Chris, just before we let you go, and we'll have another chat on Thursday to preview uh, the weekend uh, in sport and whatever is happening over the next 48 hours in America that we don't uh, know about yet. But in terms of Roger Federer, our first chance that I've spoken to you since uh, he announced his retirement, has there been much reaction in America? I heard Andy Roddick uh, talking and paying tribute. Obviously, there's been a lot of tributes paid to Roger over the past few days since he announced it. What's the reaction been like in America?
0: Yeah, you know, I I don't I don't go looking for it. I, it it has to kind of jump out at mm. me, in in, the, in some instances, really haven't seen all that much. I I know there would be a lot of tributes from around the sporting world because you're talking about one of the greatest players in men's tennis in the history of men's mm. tennis. Played Twenty Grand Slam titles, just. I, an absolute legend would, mm. would be on the Mount Rushmore of greatest, greatest male tennis players of all time, without a doubt. Uh, so the, the tributes would be flowing not just from tennis, mm.
2: but from around
0: the sporting
2: world or the, the,
0: the, the sporting America.
2: Yeah, interesting to see what uh, to,
0: he. For Roger Federer. Yeah. He... And, and he was very popular over here. I mean, mm. we, we haven't had a great men's tennis player in the last 20 years, to be honest. We gravitated to, we, you know, our tennis fans gravitate to somebody, and, and Federer was definitely one of them. He was a very popular player over here, mm-hmm. and uh, great crowds, and I, I would I would assume enjoyed his time playing in front, in front of American fans.
2: Yeah, he was just so good to watch, wasn't he, at his prime, and even in the past few years was. as well. Uh, Chris, thank you, mate. We will chat again on Thursday, preview another big weekend of sport. Yeah, pair of Monday night games coming up,
0: uh, starting yep. 9.15 this morning, Sydney time. Titans and the Bills followed at uh, 10.30, Vikings and Eagles. Good luck to the Titans trying to stop that Bills offense.
2: It. it could get ugly. Perfect. Awesome. Looking forward to that. We'll chat again in a couple of days' time, mate. Have a good day. Thanks, mate. Chris Perkins in America. We do that for Makita this season. Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. John Gallo with an EPL update in just a second. Just before that, a couple of texts. Uh, this from the Oval Treatment says, "Hi Dan, my impressions from the NRL on the weekend. Raiders and Sharks both very disappointing. Felt the Sharks still had their uh, still had their minds on the loss to the Cowboys, and the Raiders didn't seem to turn up. It did make the Eels and Rabbitohs look good." Whilst Souths were very strong, if they make as many mistakes as they did last weekend against the Panthers this weekend, they will struggle. The Eels have a tough path having to go to Townsville, especially with the temperatures approaching the 30s and high humidity. Yeah, Brandy made mention of that. We might talk about that more later in the week. I don't think they're flying up until Thursday. It's risky business. I'm still on the Panthers with a well-rested, strong lineup. If a team was to beat them, we'll have to bring their top game. And that is one of the things I think about this weekend against uh, South Sydney. If South Sydney are to beat Penrith, yes, it will be a a massive achievement. But then they would have to back up again and go at it again, either against a Parramatta or Cowboys in the grand final. It's not an easy task. Uh, Firstly, it's no easy task to beat Penrith. And then secondly, um, to then back up again and do it the week after in a maybe even a more high-pressure game in a grand final. Thank you, Oval Treeman. This one from Ty, asking for greatest uh, finals players ever. He says, has to be the great Darren Lockyer. Greatest finals origin player of all time. That from Ty. Yeah, definitely up there, Darren Lockyer. Very, very good player. That's on the back of Latrell Mitchell, having won eight uh, out of his last nine finals. Uh, Who is the best finals player of all time that you've seen? Parramatta fans, Brad Arthur. Are you happy uh, with him? If or do you want change? If Parramatta don't go on to win the competition, or do you think the pressure he's under is really uh, quite unfair? Also, Sydney Swans fans happy that Buddy Franklin staying around for another year announced last night, heading into this weekend's grand final against Geelong. And if not Penrith in the NRL, who will win the competition? Oh, four, who is Penrith's biggest threats? O four five seven seven three six seven three six or one 1170 On the other side of this, we'll wrap up the EPL over the weekend with Jonathan Gallo. It's 21 to 6 tomorrow on the show, just before we speak to John Gallo in a second. Tomorrow on the show, we will talk to Matty Cox in Melbourne. Uh, We do that always on a Wednesday, but in particular this Wednesday, we'll get his take on how he may think the AFL grand final will go. And I imagine... As I said last uh, weekend, Sydney was buzzing. I imagine this Saturday will be uh, the same, if not more, with the AFL Grand Final. And then we've got the NRL as well at a core stadium. So we'll speak to Matty Cox tomorrow on the show and get his take on the Swans-Geelong Grand Final on Saturday. In the meantime, let us talk to Jonathan Gello, our soccer or football expert who's on the line now. Morning, John.
1: Morning Dan,
2: how are you going? Uh very well. Now let's look at the EPL. Um and it's a bit of a weird one because last weekend due to uh the sad Uh, passing of the Queen, we had no EPL. This weekend, just gone, we had the majority of matches, but three were postponed. And now this weekend, due to internationals, um, there's no EPL. So it's a bit of a stop-start season at the moment in terms of the English Premier League, in particular for a few clubs that by the time uh, the English Premier League returns next weekend, they probably wouldn't have played for about three or four weeks. So I might ask you about that in a second. But before that, let's go through the matches that were played. And I know... You were very happy with how you tipped. Uh, let's start off. After Villa won. they defeated Southampton nil.
1: Yes, yes. Big result for, for Villa here um, in terms of releasing that pressure from from manager Stephen Gerrard. Um, good result. Good game of football, I have to say. From start to finish, it was a tight contest. But Villa got the goal early and, and deserved to stay on top throughout the course of that game. And. Yeah, fantastic effort from, from them. They'll get a lot of confidence out of this victory and hopefully bring some consistency in their uh, in their performances and certainly in their results moving forward. That now pushes Villa into fifteenth spot. So they're making their way slowly up
2: the Premier League ladder, which is uh, which
1: is positive signs for, for Villa fans.
2: Now I have to say this was a very good tip from you. Fulham three over Nottingham Forest two. You said Fulham just and well, it was correct. Three two.
1: Absolutely. had my crystal ball absolutely on song uh, last weekend's results, Dan. But, yes, Fulham get the result, and now they're sitting up a sixth spot in the Premier League ladder. Who would have thought that come uh, seven games into the season? They're flying high, uh, Fulham, at the moment. And Mitrovic, again, really causing a lot of concerns for for defenders out there throughout the Premier League. Fantastic uh, goals by him. And, uh, obviously, the the pressure around Bobby Reid, Andreas Pereira, Willian, who's a new signing, former Chelsea man, contributing fantastically well for for Fulham. Nottingham, again, find themselves in the relegation zone. Again, that's probably to be expected, being the new boys on the block, just haven't got that rhythm right. And I think there'll be a few Forest fans out there that'll be slightly concerned where the season is uh, is currently heading at the moment.
2: Man City 3, no real surprise over Wolves. Neil Wolves also had a player sent off as well in this match. Yes, they did. Yeah, he got sent
1: off in, uh, in in early time as well. It was it was a terrible uh, decision and terrible tackle. Nathan Collins got sent off in the thirty third minute. By that stage already, Wolves found themselves two nil down. Jack Grealish got a goal to release some of the pressure that's been put on him, and uh, Erling Haaland, no surprise, grabbed a second goal before Phil Foden rounded it out with a third. So. Yeah, flying high the uh the Man City players that they're just absolutely unbelievable at the moment. Wolves struggling at the moment, uh finding themselves just above relegation, seventeenth spot. So uh, again, Wolves fans will be very concerned and it's not like them to be uh coming so slow out of the blocks. So there's definitely some questions to be raised about that to their coach and uh, and obviously to the coaching staff as well. Uh, but Man City, no surprise, sitting in second spot just behind Arsenal at the moment. So a terrific win by Man City.
2: Brighton and Crystal Palace was postponed. Newcastle and Bournemouth a one all draw. Not a bad result for Bournemouth.
1: No, and I, I got this tip right as well. Dan, I Do happily you? can uh, can remind well you. I, I dipped a draw. Yes, I just I told you my Crystal ball's absolutely on song. So. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I think Newcastle will be disappointed out of the two teams to get the draw here. I mean, Bournemouth have been under a little bit of good form under the caretaker coach in the meantime. But uh, obviously, Newcastle, Eddie Howe, we expected his side to find some form in this one. They've got a great side to do it, obviously. And Ixac is the new signing who found the back of the net for Newcastle. Um, I thought they started the game quite well, quite strong. Obviously, being at home certainly helped. Uh, but I think there's some pressure now put on Eddie Howe. I think finishing eleventh spot so far after seven rounds of the season is a decent start. But you don't forget he spent 200 million pounds to bolster his squad in the uh, in the course of the off season and probably in the last 12 months to, to be honest. But um, whether the new owners are happy with that is yet to be found. But Bournemouth. Still homing along quite nicely. I mean, they're sitting in twelfth spot, which is which is quite decent for them. Uh, but uh, obviously, it's still a long, long way to go in the uh, in the season.
2: Now, I found this result probably the most interesting one of the weekend. Tottenham six over Leicester City two. What's going on? Uh, we know Tottenham have started off the season very well, but what on earth's going on at Leicester City?
1: Yeah, I mean, after seven games, uh, they've only got you know one draw and sitting, sitting bottom last, of the table yeah. one point. Yeah, I think last. So Brendan Rodgers, I think, is uh, being tipped as the next manager to get the sack just before the international or during the international break. Many people think that the board will probably meet with him in the next couple of days and have a hard-to-hard conversation about his future at Leicester. Um, it's been a terrible start. I think there's just been a, a lack of, of players getting into that squad. To be fair to Brendan Rogers. I think losing players like Wesley Fafana during the off season, Casper Smigel, who's been there for a good eight to ten years really, he was through the highs and lows of that club. To lose him uh, was, it was a huge loss as well. And I don't think he's had those players replaced in the transfer market now. Whether the owners don't want to spend the money and, and have told Brendan Rogers that is yet is yet to be something we we'll have to find out. But He's slowly out of the blocks, and uh, Leicester find themselves bottom of the table. And uh, as you said, a 6-2 swiping by Tottenham, who are now third, flying high. Um, Son and Kane were absolutely on song on the weekend. Son found his first goal of the normal season, but he scored three goals in this game after having so many games gone without finding the back of the net. So with him on form, uh, I think Spurs will be all the more dangerous and uh, doing very, very well so far this season, Spurs.
2: And Arsenal still at the top of the table. They defeated Brentford 3-0.
1: Yeah, Arsenal looking for a response after their uh, loss to to Man United. Um, They got that, certainly, with guys like Gabriel Jesus, Martinelli playing really, really well, but Saka doing well. They had Odegaard out for injury and Zizhenko as well, but uh, still managed to get the job done. I have to say it was a one-way show watching this one. Arsenal never looked likely in trouble. At times, it looked like a bit of a training run, to be fair, but uh, Brentford would be disappointed. Uh, They didn't put more of a show in and try and push Arsenal a bit more, but, uh, yeah, Arsenal flying high. Top of the ladder... By one point ahead of City.
2: Also, over the weekend, just uh, switching to Scotland for a second, a Celtic under Ange Postecoglou, uh, their incredible undefeated run uh, came to an end. Two 0 loss uh, to St Mirren. Uh, that was their first defeat. Uh, listen to this. Uh, now there has been draws, but their first defeat in three hundred and sixty four days in the Scottish Premier League, a thirty nine game streak without a loss. Uh, he said uh, the performance today wasn't up to our levels and nowhere near where it needs to be. So uh, a bit of a rare loss for Ange Postacoglu over there in the Celt- uh, for Celtic in the Scottish Premier League.
1: Yeah, well, you know you're doing well as a
2: manager if that makes
1: the headlines. The first <laughs> <coughs> loss of the season. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think he's done He's done quite well. I mean, he's obviously he's not going to be phased by this. He's still, what, you know, top of the table by two points ahead of Rangers. Um, this is the first loss of the season. They had 25 goals... Four, only three goals against, um, so they've got a terrific track record, Celtic, and I'm sure they'll be back on uh, in winning streak in due course. Um, so yeah, I think fantastic for, for Ange Postecoglou. I know he was highly regarded as being the next to take over Graham Potter's job at Brighton, but that obviously didn't eventuate. But um, sometimes you get these losses as a bit of a reminder. So I'm sure he'll, he'll turn this into a positive in the near future. That's for sure.
2: Now, just before I let you go, on Friday morning, and we will continue our road to the World Cup. And it's an interesting weekend this weekend as well because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the last weekend uh, some internationals are going to be played ahead of uh, the Football World Cup that begins roughly in about uh, eight weeks' time. Uh, it will take a few days. Um, So, yeah, this will be very interesting. We'll get to the other teams on Friday just very quickly. Before we speak, uh, Australia will play New Zealand. Uh, They're playing twice, so they're playing on Sunday, but we won't speak again uh, before they play on Thursday night. It's an 8 p.m. kickoff Australia and New Zealand uh, at Suncorp Stadium. Just uh, in a minute uh, or less, how do you see this game playing out and what do you think the Socceroos will want to take out from not just the game on Thursday but also the game on Sunday?
1: Yeah, I think they probably just want to get their their young players rotating, give some of those players who may be on the fringe of making the first team a bit more of an opportunity, a bit more of a run, um, to understand you know, the level that's required to be at international level, even though it's albeit friendly. Um, I think it'll be a good test for, for Australia to test out some of their tactics and formations as well, going into the World Cup, what they'd like to employ on opposition teams. So I think it's going to be a good run for for Australia and New Zealand to see where they're going to be both at, um, and I think it will help obviously uh, bolster the game here as well. I think they need that now, just uh, after the Birdsville Cup, Rugby World, uh, the Rugby uh, Cup final there between uh, Australia and New yes. Zealand. So this might be bringing back that rivalry during a friendly game. So it'll be, it'll be good for the sport, and I think it'll be good for both these sides respectively to um, to just trial things out a little bit.
2: And hopefully, uh, I'm sure it'll end in a much better fashion than the like Cup one way or another. And just speaking of the World Cup, as I say, we will continue our road to the World Cup on Friday. It is two months today, the 20th of November. Uh, it will get underway with Qatar taking on Ecuador. Uh, So that is very exciting. Only a couple of months away. We'll have it all previewed between uh, now and then, of course. And you'll hear every game of the Football World Cup right here on SEN and the SEN Network. John, thank you very much. We'll chat again Friday. There'll be no EPL to preview, but we will focus much more on international football as we get just a little bit closer to that World Cup starting in a couple of months' time.
1: Yes, Dan, we will. And I'll just uh, go out there and cop up my, uh, the frog out of my throat as well. So, um, yes, uh, we'll talk soon, Dan, that's for sure. We look forward to the uh, to the uh, fixtures running run to the World Cup. And, uh, yeah, got the international break for the EPO, which is disappointing, but um, we'll talk soon nonetheless,
2: mate. Yes, looking forward to it. Chat Friday, mate.
1: Talk soon. Thanks,
2: mate. Uh, John Gallo, our football expert. He'll be back with me on Friday morning. We will continue our road to the World Cup. Yet yeah, two months today into that World Cup uh, begins. If you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest, Beaumont Tiles, together with us, want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles and enter now at iCanWin.com.au. We'll finish the show off. Some of your texts will do it next. It's ten to six. The South City Rabbitohs have agreed to stay at a Core stadium next year to end months of anger and uncertainty over their home ground future. Going to be announced to members this week. We know they've been at war with venues in New South Wales for months around their future. They've now agreed to keep their 2023 matches at Accor, but at this stage won't commit for a longer stay. We know they would like to move out to Arley Stadium. Eventually, we'll see what unfolds there, but South Sydney at least for next year to be based at Accor Stadium, where they'll be playing this weekend in the prelim against Penrith. Uh, finishing off with a couple of your texts, this one. Hi, Dan. Whilst I don't have all his record at hand, Glenn Lazarus uh, won grand finals with three different teams and at one stage played five grand finals in a row. Yeah, great text. Glenn Lazarus, one of the greatest finals. Players of all time. And this one from the Green Keeping Rooster, Morning Dan. The best finals player for me is Cooper Cronk. His record is superior to anyone who's played the game. Yeah, it gets forgotten that Cooper Cronk played four grand finals in a row 16, 17, 18, and 19. Thank you, Uh, and won a couple of them as well. Thank you for that one. Three in a row, actually, won 17, 18, and 19. Patton Hills coming up through SEN Q693 and SEN 1620. Dane Zorko and Michael Hagen will join them. Vossie and Brandy through SEN 1178. Next, I'll catch you tomorrow morning from 5am.
0: Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why Tyre Power gives you the power of Zip Pay and Zip Money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 132191. When making the double chicken deluxe at Mackers, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So, we doubled it: chicken and Mackers together, and loving it.